Welcome to the Last Christian Radio Show with your hosts, Brother J.D. Williams and Brother T.L. Farley. It's now time to grab your Bible as prophecy brings into focus the events playing out on the world stage at incredible speed, right before our very eyes, and exactly as was foretold. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition well, I can't even say that anymore, Terry. I can't say welcome to another edition of the Last Christian Radio Show because we changed it. Uh, <laughs> now, um, you guys, you've heard this same opening theme now for weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months. And uh, I hope you liked it because it's going away um, no later than, uh, not maybe not on the next show, but uh, at least by the one following that. Uh, we will have a completely different theme because this this show has been renamed for a, f- a few reasons. It is now the last Christian newscast and radio show. Uh, of course, I am a member of the U.S. Press Association, and uh, we had a little bit of an issue with one of the um, one of the outlets, and so we decided we're going to go ahead and, and just call ourselves a newscast because that's exactly what we am. I am a member of the press. And so we are going to be uh, focusing on news stories. But the thing is, we're going to be focusing on news stories from a purely Christian perspective. So um, it, we feel like that this is a little bit different uh, than anything that you're, anything else that you're going to see. We're not going to be afraid to take on hot topics. Um, one thing, um, you know, like I said, we, we had a little bit of a run-in with one of the um, one of the platforms that we're on, and. I think, you know, I'm not judging them. I'm not going to say anything negative about them. I'm not even going to identify them. But they seem to have a problem with facts. And the facts were scientific facts. So I thought I needed to clarify it. And then um, I'm going to show you, first of all, what we're actually going to talk about today, and then I'm going to very briefly touch on this this issue. Uh, Anyway, in today's broadcast, we're going to talk about goodbye to Dianne Feinstein in California. What's going on with all these balloons all of a sudden? The, uh, The new Russian offensive that's underway in the Ukraine, Christian persecution and the attack on free speech, that's a big one. Israel, Iran, and Russia, the, continue, the tensions continue to grow. And the United States and the Western countries condemn Israel, which I think is probably the mo- most serious thing that we will be uh, discussing today. But anyway, I wanted to touch on this really quick about this one platform. It makes up 5% of our audience, so it really didn't affect us much. And actually, because of it, we actually got more listeners than we have ever had because people went and found it at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net. You will find the band um, uh, broadcast there. And again, I'm not pointing at any specific platform, but I do want to make this clear. Uh, This is actually from newscientist.com that I have here. Uh, This is about CRISPR which is a technology that can be used to edit genes and such. And they describe it as something that will likely change the world. Now, I'm not going to read this entire thing because it would take the whole show to do it, okay? But if you go to newscientist.com, you can find this. And as a matter of fact, you can find it in any scientific journal. It's been touted by CNN, by MSNBC, by the uh, New York Times, 
um, by the American uh, Medical Association. They all recognize this as a real thing. Okay, it's called CRISPR. It's spelled C-R-I-S-P-R. Just leave off the E. Okay, that's C-R-I-S-P-R. It's a technology that can be used to edit genes and such and will likely change the world. The essence of CRISPR is simple. It's a way of finding a specific bit of DNA inside a cell. After that, the next step in CRISPR gene editing is usually to alter that piece of DNA. However, CRISPR has also been adapted to do other things too, such as turning genes on and off without altering their sequence. Now, we took that on and we put a Christian spin on it, and I think that's what uh, they objected to is the fact that we mentioned the Bible and we put it uh, into uh, a religious context, into a biblical context. And, of course, that's something that a lot of people do not want to hear. It's just a fact. Okay. So anyway, if you want to hear that uh, broadcast that was banned on that one platform, all the others carried it, by the way, and they're still up everywhere else. But if you missed it, go to www.lastchristian.net. Okay, so let's get into today uh, right away, Terry. Um, uh, I felt like, you know, she's been around forever, and I'm, I'm talking about Diane Feinstein. And, you know, she uh, has been around forever. It seems like it, doesn't it? Um, actually, you know, she's been in the Senate um, four years longer than, um, than high school for me. She went to the Senate in 1972, okay? And okay. I, I graduated high school in 1976. And I'm 65 years old, so it just gives you an idea. Anyway, here's a, here's a quick news break on uh, Diane. Senator Dianne Feinstein, a Democrat in California, announced Tuesday that she will not run for re-election after her term is up in early 2025, but will continue serving until then. 89-year-old Feinstein has served in the Senate since 1992, winning several senior posts along the way. However, she recently faced pushback from progressives in Washington and California over some of her more centrist leanings, and concerns over her cognitive faculties became an open secret on Capitol Hill. Sarah Hudson reporting. Okay, so I was wrong. It was 92, not 72. So I stand corrected mm -hmm. on that. Uh, still, yeah. that's a long time to be in the Senate. Yes, it is. Uh, maybe, yes, I got, is. maybe I got her confused with Biden. I mean, it seems like he's been, he's been around since kindergarten. Anyway, yeah. um... So, you know, I, I really don't have anything else to say about Ms. Feinstein in that, you know, they said she had some centrist leanings. I don't know where they came up with that because I don't remember. Yeah. But um, anyway, Ms. Feinstein, enjoy, enjoy your retirement and hopefully we'll find a senator out there in California that will be a little, uh, a little better. And that's all I'm going to say on that. So what's up with the balloons? Okay, I mean, what is up with all these balloons? All right, well, let's, uh, we're, we're going to get into this pretty deep uh, here in the first half of the show. Listen to this. China says it will retaliate against the United States for shooting down a Chinese balloon that Washington suspects was being used as part of a surveillance program. Beijing says the way the U.S. handled the situation violated China's sovereignty. Richard Kimber reports from Hong Kong. 
Beijing says the balloon shot down over the US was a civilian weather balloon that had accidentally veered off course. China's foreign ministry says the US action to shoot that balloon down and sanction Chinese companies accused of being part of a balloon surveillance program are moves that have undermined China's sovereignty and security and that China will take countermeasures to safeguard what it calls its legitimate rights and interests. Beijing says more than 10 US balloons have illegally flown over China's airspace since May last year, in areas including Xinjiang and Tibet in the country's northwest. Those are regions in which China has repeatedly dismissed international allegations of human rights violations. The US, meanwhile, is denying that it operates a balloon surveillance program over China. Okay, so we deny that we have a balloon program, and China's denying that they got one, and from what I hear, uh, from the, all the reporting, and again, I do get reporting off the news wires, okay? I, uh, so I'm looking at a whole lot of reports, and everyone seems to agree that this, this program that China's doing has been operating a lot longer than Biden. So we've got to go back and look at President Trump as well. And, you know, this mm -hmm. is something that, uh, you know, it may be uncomfortable for people to hear, but these balloons have been flying over the United States for the last five years. So that puts it back into the Trump administration. They put up with it for three years, and we never heard a mention of it. And I don't think we would have ever heard a mention of this one either if it hadn't have been for a civilian that actually mm -hmm. saw the thing uh, was used a telescopic lens and was able to take pictures of it, and that put pressure on the administration to admit that we got something flying overhead. And this isn't good because we've talked about it before, the electronic magnetic pulse. All they've got to do is explode a weapon of a particular size at a high enough altitude over the continental United States, and you take out the electric grid completely that's just a scientific fact if you don't believe me look it up e m p electronic magnetic pulse uh any initial comments on that terry because i got a lot more on this one yeah uh th they said it veered off course that's a complete lie uh, mm -hmm. It was actually tracked, stopping and starting, going exactly where they wanted it to go. It always went over military installations. Right. Uh, the Chinese government is nothing but a pack of liars. Okay. Well, I'm, I got news for you. The United States government's nothing but a pack of liars, too. I mean, you know, yes, that, they, that's just yes, really. Yes, they are. Yeah. In fact, let me throw that in. Uh, Trump, none of Trump's leading people, including Trump himself, were notified of anything about balloons during his uh, stay at the White House. Yeah. Uh, so that could be a trumped up thing, if I can use that pun. <laughs> uh, you know, we don't know that there were more than that. You know, yeah. it's, I just, I'm sorry. It's like you say, we can't believe the news. We can't believe anybody anymore. But no. that's my, uh, that's my opinion. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm in agreement with you on that. Uh, you know, I think that we've, what we've got to have is transparency. And that's one thing that we do not have uh, in the United States. And we definitely know that they don't have it in China or Russia. That's for sure. Anyway, a little bit more on this. Um, the um, Russian offensive is underway. So I, actually, this covers two different topics at the same time. There is the new Russian offensive that is underway in the Ukraine, but you're going to hear something, and I'm going to point it out to you as soon as you hear this. Listen 
Listen to this one now. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Laura Macon Isherwood. Russia fired a number of missiles at Ukraine overnight in a bid to damage critical infrastructure. It comes amid warnings that a fresh offensive from Moscow is underway. Ukraine's president says fighting on the ground is fierce around the besieged city of Bakhmut. William Denzelo reports from Kyiv. According to Ukraine's Air Force, Russia fired 32 missiles overnight. 16 of them were shot down. It's believed that critical infrastructure was hit in a number of Ukraine's regions. And here in the capital, Kyiv, well, its air defense system was operational on Wednesday on reports that there were six Russian spy balloons uh, in its airspace. It's believed that their uh, mission was to detect and exhaust uh, Ukraine's air defense systems. Now, while there's plenty of action overhead, fierce fighting continues on the ground in the east of the country. President Vladimir Zelensky says the situation in the city of Bakhmut is difficult with its forces still holding on. He likened the city to being a living fortress. Did you notice the Russians are flying balloons? <laughs> okay, I mean, what's up with the balloons all of a sudden? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, this balloons were popular back what in the in the early 1900s? And now, all of a sudden, all we're talking about now is balloons. We got balloons flying over the United States that were launched from China in January. Okay, we tracked it all the way across. It was launched in January. Okay, and, and we tracked it all the way across the ocean. But then we let it hover over the United States for a week. And then we finally shoot it down. And, um, you know, China's talking about, well, the United States is flying balloons over us. And then you got the Russians that are flying balloons over to Ukraine. And let me say, look, they've all got the same purpose. They're to spy. Okay, now you got, um, you got satellites in space. Okay, everybody's got satellites in space, and everybody is uh, monitoring stuff on the ground from space. But the thing is, when, whenever you're talking about a spacecraft, it's moving really fast. Okay, really fast. So the opportunity to really examine something that's on the ground is pretty limited. I mean, they can take pictures, you know, they, they can take a quick picture, but it's really, really hard to just, I mean, it's impossible for a satellite taking pictures to stop and say, okay, we're really going to examine this. But as you mentioned earlier, in regard to this balloon stuff, they were able to maneuver these balloons. This is, they are not driven by wind, okay? I mean, to, <laughs> to, to some extent they are, but these things have got engines on them. They've got, you know, they're able to maneuver however you want to maneuver them. And when the, the balloon that we uh, shot down, the first one, it was actually hanging out over some of our military bases, some of our most sensitive military bases. Well, you, now think about it for a second. If you got something from a satellite, you're taking a picture, but you're way out. Okay, so I mean, you really got to scope in. But if you've got a balloon that is capable of just sitting there and continuing right. to monitor, you talk about some good spy information. You got some really good spy information there, right? You can see the egg on their tie. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, and you can listen, see? So there's all kinds of advantages to being able to take a picture from their place 40,000 feet in the air, and then the satellites 
flying overhead in space. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and like I say, they had the ability and did use it to stop and start. Sometimes for several days, they'd be sitting over a military installation mm -hmm. and they didn't and they didn't get blown out of the sky. No. Well, you know, they, they as I said, they tracked it all the way from the day it launched. Um, and I don't remember it spending days and days over base, Terry, but I do know. No, that, I heard that. that. Yeah, I, heard I do that know. Well, I'm just going by the reporting yeah. I'm getting, okay? And the, yeah, the, I understand. The, well, the, yeah, but you're getting CNN and everybody else. I'm getting everybody across the world, okay? And, and the, the thing is, uh, I'm also looking at the tracking data. Which yeah. tells me and, that it didn't sit for days. I'm not, it did for I'm hours. I'm not trying to malign. I'm not trying to malign your integrity. What I'm saying is we can't believe anything anymore. I'm just telling you, when you hear me talking, I'm telling you something I heard. Yeah. This is what I heard. It's my opinion. Yeah. It's what I heard. Um, and you know, you can you can quote uh, news agencies all over the world. I don't care. They can lie just as much as anything else. Well, FlightAware, I can tell you this: FlightAware doesn't lie. FlightAware is a one that FlightAware. It is okay. a it is an organization that tracks everything that flies around. Okay, as mm -hmm. a um, I use it. I use FlightAware in my personal life. To track, like if my mm -hmm. daughter is on an airplane, okay, I can yeah. tell, I can tell when that airplane takes off exactly where mm -hmm. it is all the way in route to the time it lands, okay. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, anyway, what that balloon did, the one we shot down, what that balloon did, it went yeah. over a base, it hovered, it stayed there for a long yeah. period of time. It got all the data yes. and all the information it needed, and then it moved on to another base so and did the same <laughs> thing. Over again, you know. And now, China can say it's a weather balloon, but you know this is a really smart weather balloon to make sure it hits every United States base as it crosses yeah. the United yeah. States yeah. and goes, you know, yeah. in all kinds of patterns. Yeah. You know, but yeah. what really worries me in all of this is that China said yeah. it was going to retaliate. Okay, mm -hmm. now there's a couple mm -hmm. of ways, in my opinion. Okay, and this is simply opinion. I don't have any, any data sure, to go with. Sure. This is opinion. Yeah. They can yeah. retaliate in a, in a couple of ways, both, are, both of which are serious. Number mm -hmm. one, the most serious thing that they could possibly mm -hmm. do to us would be an EMP attack. Mm -hmm. To, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, these balloons were at about 20,000 feet. And mm -hmm. they, can, they can go higher. They can go mm -hmm. higher than that. And if you get up to a high enough place, at one point, that balloon was dead center in the United States of America. Okay, it was yeah. right in the dead center of the continental United States. Mm -hmm. So if you, were to, mm -hmm. uh, if you were to set off an EMP there, then they have accomplished their mission. We're out of business. We're sure. in the Stone Age. That's okay. Right. Now, the, right. the second thing that they could do is say, okay, you guys, um, you've you have always said it's a one-China policy, but you just don't want to do anything against Taiwan. We want Taiwan. Taiwan belongs to us. And in retaliation for you taking down our weather balloon, we are going mm -hmm. to attack and take over Taiwan, which, of course, mm -hmm. uh, what kind of a red line that is for the United States? Under the Biden administration, I would say zero, but under mm -hmm. uh, had, it, had, had it occurred under President Trump, we might have retaliated.
I don't know. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. again, that's purely speculation. China's they a wouldn't big... have done it. They wouldn't have done it under Trump. The only way those those balloons that have been reported to have been over his administration's time are 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 if this. If it was true, it was kept from him. That's all. That's well. All. Um, you're taking a, a position that Trump just can't make a mistake, and I'm taking a position no, that he no, didn't no, know. No, I never said that. Okay, I he never didn't. said he can't make a mistake. Have well, you ever I seen think his he ties? made a mistake. Have you I ever think seen he made, his ties? Okay, uh, well, okay, ties aside, I'm talking about something that could, that could uh, be of harm to the United States. And if he knew about it, Terry, he blew it. Okay, if he was no, aware, he blew he, it. He's got too many people saying they didn't know. That's number one. But number two, look what he did to what's his name in North Korea. He uh, told him we can put you put you gone. Okay. Right? And do, you, do you think that he would have said that to China? Yeah, I do. I don't. I really do. I don't because well, he doesn't want to have war. Yeah, because you don't want to go to war with a superpower. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. That's well, the end of the world. He showed his power when Chi was sitting elbow to elbow with him, and he handed Chi uh, some dessert and said, oh, by the way, we just, well, what was it, Iran or wherever it was where they sent the rockets? Yeah. Oh, by the well, way, and he was doing it when he was handing him the dessert, they told me. But anyway. All right. Well, again, we do have a difference of opinion because I think Trump blew it. I really do. Yeah. I think I think he was aware of it. I, I don't. Totally I do unfair. not believe for one totally, second. That is totally unfair for you to say when we do not have any proof one way or another for him to be have been unfair. To prove he's unfair, you've got to prove something happened, and we cannot well, prove that. I'm um, going to say we got NORAD, and NORAD should be able to track things. I'm just saying. Norad can't do squat without somebody telling them to pull the trigger. I didn't Why ask them to pull balloons? the trigger. I asked them to report no, it to the I'm president of the United the States. I'm talking about the balloon that went all the way across the United States. And where did they blow it up? They blew it off off the water. Offshore. Offshore. You, offshore, where yeah. you couldn't where you couldn't get the pieces up. They got it. They got. Uh, I oh, just. Yeah. I just. Oh, I just got. I just got reports. I just got reports, and I've got pictures. I'm sorry I didn't load it. But they got the first one, the, the, that very first balloon. They have now extracted it. They said it's about the size of a bus that uh, contains all of the electronics. They said it's all the electronics that they need to, number one, prove that it was a, uh, a spy mission. Okay, But they've got it in their possession, and it's already been sent to uh, Quantico, Virginia, and it's under examination now. Enough on balloons. we got a lot to cover. Okay, enough on balloons. And this one, this one, uh, I think is going to um, interest you even more. This comes from um, Tucker Carlson, and it is about Christian persecution. Let's take a look at this. Catholic priest has just been arrested by police in Birmingham for praying near the same abortion clinic. He was holding a sign saying he was praying for free speech. That priest is Father Sean Coe. He joins us with his legal counsel, Lorcan Price. He's with Alliance Defending Freedom UK. Father, Lorcan Price, thank you both very much. Uh, Father, first to you, did I simplify that in an unfair way? Were you doing anything violent or anything beyond praying in front of this abortion clinic? Well, nobody should be criminalized for the thoughts that they're having in their own head. 
And this is what I was um, threatened with arrest for. I wasn't actually arrested, but I was interrogated for it and um, questioned about the thoughts that I was having in my own head, my prayers to God. And then I was charged for doing just this. Um, now, it's slightly more complicated because, as I say, I, you say I did have a sign, but it was saying I was praying for free speech, which I believe is being threatened in the United Kingdom, which it clearly is. And also, uh, perhaps the most absurd uh, charge that was laid against me is that I was also charged for having a bumper sticker on my car, which says, Unborn Lives Matter, and I parked this within the censorship zone, which the local council had established. I, and, and it's a shocking story, more shocking than I realized, and thank you for telling it. I want to go to your attorney now and ask, in a Christian country, which it is officially, that invented the concept of free speech and bequeathed it to us and the rest of the English-speaking world, how can speech and Christianity be criminal offenses? Well, Tucker, unfortunately, this situation has been developing for some time. Um, these offences were originally intended to deal with what they called antisocial behaviour, but gradually they've been expanded over time now to include, uh, as Father Sean outlined, prayer, including even silent prayer. We've had quite a sinister situation where, in one video, we've seen authorities arresting a, a gentleman called Adam Smith Connor. He's a, an army veteran, asking what he was praying about, and that was whether or not they decided to, to charge him in that case. So uh, people are waking up, starting to realise really that rights, as you mentioned, that had taken for granted that have been well established in, in the history of this country are being eroded significantly over the last number of years. And it's quite a sinister situation now where we have, even as I speak, the Parliament uh, you see in the picture behind me will be debating in the coming weeks whether or not to expand these censorship zones further. And I think your audience may be interested here. We're, we're not talking about a few feet outside the front door of these clinics. These are over 160-yard censorship zones, which means that right around the block and across the street, people are prohibited from praying, prohibited from offering help to women, prohibited even from in any way influencing decisions uh, according to these laws. So it's, it's quite an absurd, as Father Sean said, situation. It's also quite sinister. Yeah, that's the exact word I was about to tack on to the end of your sentence, but you did it for me. Logan Price, Father Sean Goff, a brave man. Thank you both for joining us tonight. Okay, now you heard him talk about censorship zones. Now again, now this is the United Kingdom. We'll make that clear. This is not in the United States. But um, now in the second half of the show, I've got some breaking news for you. I just got it. I ju literally just got it. Okay. And it deals um, with censorship in the United States of America. So... Um, I would suggest to people that they uh, hang on and that they uh, uh, listen to the second half of the show. If you don't get it, uh, you can go to lastchristian.net, www.lastchristian.net, and you will get that uh, broadcast. I, I can tell you also, um, we are going to continue the discussion on censorship and on freedom of speech as we get into the uh, second half of the show. We got a lot to cover on the last Christian <laughs> newscast and radio show. So hang in there, people. We'll be back with you here in uh, just a couple of minutes for the second half of the internationally syndicated last Christian newscast and radio show.
attention podcasters, influencers, media personalities, content creators, and aspiring or existing radio personalities. KRRB Revelation Radio now offers the opportunity to broadcast or syndicate both new or existing shows to all 50 states and more than 160 countries around the world. And if you currently operate a radio station, we offer you the opportunity to add several popular shows in virtually every genre for broadcast on your station. Choose programming from 30 minutes to two hours, with each internationally syndicated show adding quality content sure to grow your listening audience. We even have excellent optional services to help you promote your show or station. These services are not only designed for audio use on the radio, but also include tools for use on social media, even YouTube. For more information, visit www.revelationradio.net or email the Ustreamit LLC broadcast network at office at ustreamit.net today. Welcome back to the second half of the internationally syndicated last Christian newscast and radio show. Again, my name is J.D. Williams, and they're in the Dallas and Fort Worth area. My good friend and co-host, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. And um, Terry, we, we had begun to talk about censorship, and I think, I think it's important for people to understand that the Bible does say that Christians are going to be persecuted. There's no doubt about that. I mean, the, the Bible is quite clear on that. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, whether or not this is happening in the United Kingdom right now, uh, as opposed to the United States of America, makes no real difference to me because I believe it's coming over this way. We have seen uh, censorship here in the United States and we're beginning to see, you know, uh, you heard him talk about the thought police, basically, uh, yeah. in in the United Kingdom. And I've heard that phrase before, you know, and I yeah. always, always wondered how in the heck could they, could they do that? And then that report from the United Kingdom answered my question. And that is, you've got a, a priest in this case that's praying. So they go up to him and they say, what are you praying? You know, uh, explain to us, you know, if if you're praying something that um, we don't agree with, we're going to put you under arrest. If you're praying for, you know, like for your uh, for your mothers in the hospital, we'll let you slide on that. But if you're praying for anything else, watch out. You know, we are the thought police and we can arrest you for it. What, what do you think about that? He was very wise to say he was praying uh, for freedom of speech. This goes back to that story we looked at a couple weeks ago on the show where the woman was arrested outside of an abortion clinic, and she was praying specifically that these ladies wouldn't get abortions. And she was was arrested. Yeah. Well, was that in the United States? Do you remember? I don't don't remember. That was the UK. No, 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 no. That was the UK. Okay, and that's okay. why I think I think he was doing a tit for tat, and he yeah. was wise enough to say, "Well, all I was doing was praying for freedom of speech." Well, that he goes back on him being, yeah. being arrested yeah. for praying against abortion. Well, he had a sign. He was actually holding a sign, you know, that he was praying for for free speech. For those that yeah. don't get for for yeah. those of you that don't get this in video form, that was the sign he was holding up, and he also had yeah. a, a bumper sticker on his car that said. Uh, unborn lives matter 
That was another yeah. one that he got in trouble for. Now, you know, I'm not, yeah, I am not, and I want to make this very, very clear. It's important I say this. We are not judging anyone that's going in for an abortion. We're just not. No. That's outside of our, um, you know, that, that is above our pay grade. You know, that uh, a, a decision like that is between the woman and God. And I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. But I told you I got some breaking news, and I do. Um, this comes in from the House Judiciary Committee, which is led by uh, Representative Jim Jordan. And as you can see, I'm reading it right off my phone where I get this right. Okay. Um, he released a statement announcing subpoenas for big tech executives concerning censorship practices and free speech issues. Um, um, the House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan subpoenaed the chief executive officers of Alphabet, Amazon, Apple, Meta, and Microsoft for documents and communications relating to the federal government's reported collusion with big techs to suppress free speech. Now, this has since been updated, just since you know, during the wow. very, very short yeah. time that that um, that we were um, that we were away, and the individuals that um, were subpoenaed. Uh, now, forgive me if I mispronounce it. It is not intentional in any way. Okay, um, Sundar Pichai, Andy Jassy, Tim Cook, Mark Zuckerberg, and. Sataya Nadella. Uh, these are all of the executives with the, with big tech. And here's the breaking news that goes along with that. The chief executive officer of Alphabet. And you won't people won't understand who Alphabet is until I say this. Okay, mm -hmm. the chief executive officer of Alpha. Um, I'm sorry, not Alphabet. Take that back, even though they're really the same. The chief executive officer of YouTube has resigned his position. He had today, he has resigned his position. Um, whether or not um, he will still be under subpoena, I assume that uh, Representative Jordan, who's very thorough, is not going to say, ah, oh, it's okay, you resigned, you don't have to show up. I'm gonna say, okay, you've resigned, so now you can really come clean, so come on here and let's talk about it. What, what do you think about these developments here? Oh, I think that's wonderful. What a breath of fresh air. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah. and praising the Lord, by the way, is my personal opinion. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and, and it's something that both of us do on a daily, uh, hourly, minute-by-minute minute basis, yes. whatever. You know. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Um, now, I also want to talk about um, Israel and relations with Russia and, of course, um, the Iran situation as well. But there's a lot going on there, so uh, you have to bear with me on some of this. Again, as a member of the U.S. Press Association, and of course, because we are a newscast, I am able to play these clips. So this one comes courtesy of the Watchman newscast with Eric Stuckelbeck. Listen to this one.
Hey, so much to talk to you about. As the former National Security Advisor of Israel, we can start in a pretty general place, no pun intended. I think of Iran, of course, off the bat, but what do you see as Israel's greatest national security challenges right now? No question that Iran is the most problematic one to prevent Iran from having nuclear military capability. But we cannot forget that it is not Iran by itself. Iran succeeded to build in the Middle East kind of a ring of fire around Israel. The strongest part of it is Hezbollah in Lebanon with almost 100,000 rockets and missiles that can be used tomorrow morning against Israel. The hub that the Iranians build in uh, western Iraq which has militias and capabilities which led by Iran, controlled by Iran. And the Houthis in Yemen, which are not against Israel, but against Saudi Arabia and its neighbors, the threat that they are announcing, we have to take into consideration to think how we are defending ourselves. Iran seems to be becoming a drone powerhouse. Uh -huh. Here in the region and beyond, even supplying Russia now with drones, it seems that in a future conflict with the Iranian regime and that ring of fire that you mentioned, drone warfare will be a major component of it. No question. We are taking it into, um, into account. We are preparing ourselves. We succeeded to prevent the Iranians from building a huge hub of drones in Syria. They tried to do it. They didn't succeed at least up till now. Okay, now remember these things that are flying over the United States, they have not been identified yet. You know, these, uh, yeah. for the most, I mean, the, the balloon was identified, but mm -hmm. uh, up until right now, and again, I get breaking news all <laughs> the time, okay? Yeah. Um, up till right now, at this very moment, they have not identified what these other things are. Um, so, you know, they could very easily be drones. I'm not saying they are, but they could very mm -hmm. easily be drones. So, um, Israel is light years ahead of the United States of America when it comes to technology in regard to a terrorist military attack. And I'm not saying that to disparage the United States at all. We do a really good job. Yeah. Our military does an awesome job. Um, I think, you know, for the most part, we do a very good job. But we're not under constant attack. In other words, we don't have missiles from Canada and Mexico pointed at the United States. You know, we don't have um, uh, neighbors of ours, Canada and Mexico specifically, um, that are intent on taking us out. We're, you know, we're, we're friends. Whereas the neighborhood around Israel is anything but friendly. So they have mm -hmm. to make certain that they are protecting themselves to the best of their capability. And the reason I bring that up is because this gentleman went on, um, again, on the uh, Eric Stuckelbeck um, Watchman newscast to explain a little bit about uh, the technology that Israel has in line to uh, to combat this drone threat and other threats really i mean it, it pretty much fits everything listen to this one and then we have this iron beam laser defense system potentially that israel is working oh this is we are waiting for that we are waiting we are doing yeah. whatever is needed there were some tests which were very satisfied but it will take uh, 
probably uh, another one year or two uh, till we will have it operationally in the battlefield defending uh, Israel. Uh, yes, laser might be uh, a huge difference and a very important munition that we will use in the future. We've got the Iranian regime right now supplying Russia with these suicide drones. Perhaps ballistic missiles are coming eventually as well. Are you concerned about not only Iran's role in Ukraine, but what this Iran-Russia alliance will do to Russia's relationship with Israel? We tried to convince the world for years that Iran is a source of, how to say it in English, evilness. <laughs> and we didn't succeed. No one bought it. They would say, yes, Iran is a problem, but you are exaggerating. Slowly, slowly now we see more Europeans that understand, no, Iran is a real source of, of huge, very huge problematic attitude towards peace and, and war and, and, and attacking civilians and so on and so forth. How far the Iranians will ready to go, I don't know yet because they understand that it's problematic from their point of view. How far the Russians will be ready to cooperate with the Iranians, at the end of the day, we have 150 miles north of Israel. There are Russians, two bases, yeah. Navy and Air Force. Our concern at the end of the day is not to let the Iranians to build the second element of the ring of fire in Syria. And for that, we have to um, have open line with the Russians. Yeah. Otherwise, the Russians can use their capabilities to disturb us from acting in Syria. So this is something that no one who is involved in, in, in Ukraine uh, has and we have to think about this specific issue when we are dealing with the uh, Ukraine war. Are you concerned about a potential falling out, at least diplomatic falling out between Israel and Russia and even an end to that so-called deconfliction mechanism where Russia has pretty much stood aside in Syria and allowed Israel to operate freely? Could a day come where Russia says no more? It cannot be excluded, but we try to prevent it from happening and we don't want to contribute to, the, um, to such an event. This is why we are so cautious when it is coming to uh, the war in Ukraine. Now, I believe that this could serve as an excuse again uh, for an invasion uh, of Israel or at least an attack upon Israel, the beginning of the Gog Magog war uh, from Ezekiel 38 and 39 and also um, could bring about the destruction of Damascus, Syria, uh, that is prophesied in Isaiah 17, 1. Um, and before I let you comment, Terry, I'm going to have to get me, you know how you're watching TV and they hit uh, breaking news, it comes on a real quick, you know, the banner flies up and you know, breaking news, here we go. Well, guess what? Breaking news, again, Okay, this shows you, you know, we, we, we keep talking about how, um, uh, how yes. fast things are going, okay? So this is two breaking news segments in one show, in an hour, in less than an hour, two of them, okay? And this one, you know about that, um, I don't remember the state, I'm hoping you do maybe, there was a train derailment and... Arizona. Oh, no. no, you're talking about Ohio. You're talking about Ohio. Ohio, okay, yeah. There was Ohio. a train. The there, train. Was a, there was a 
thing in Arizona also just a couple of days after that with a truck. Uh, and yeah, that's the truck. Okay. Anyway. anyway, um, so you know, there's all kind. Of, we we never mentioned it on the show. Um, I, I probably should have, but it just wasn't. Uh, at, at the time we were doing those shows, it hadn't been really blown up to the point that, you know, all the information coming out, you know, all the, the fish and animals dying and all that, people getting sick and, you know. Um, but anyway, that is ongoing. Our transportation secretary didn't show up for a town hall meeting with that group of people, and they weren't happy about that, by the way. But he didn't bother to show up. But that's not the breaking news. The breaking news is it happened again. Okay, this time there is a train that was that derailed carrying hazardous material and it has derailed just outside of Detroit, Michigan. What is up with this stuff? Well, they call it where I come from, they call that war. Okay, I'm just being honest. That's not a mistake. That's not an accident. That's not a coincidence. No, okay? I don't, like I, I, I don't think know. so either. I mean, I, now, I, you know, in fairness, I think I should read some of the comments that are coming in on this. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, one person says, well, it must be contagious. I agree with that. Okay. <laughs> um, the next one says, I would think it's a failure to modernize. The old adage, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, applies here. Not sure about that one. Um, another one says, no, it's a covert invasion. Maybe. That's, that's possible. Um, where is the Secretary of Transportation on this matter? Or shouldn't the President brief the American people himself? That's, yeah. a, good, that's a good statement, too. Um, anyway, we got balloons flying over us that are spying on us. Now we got trains that are, de I mean, you know, I understand trains derail every now and then, but my goodness, I mean, why is it, why is it only happening with these trains that are carrying hazardous materials? I, you know, there, there, there's Bingo. some, there's something up with this. Okay. And, um, this is something that, um, as a news person, I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to, and I intend to keep people up to date on uh, whatever we can figure out. Uh, again, uh, I get all the news wires in addition to the reporting that you see on TV and all that, the inside stuff. I, I get it all. I get everything, okay? And you can see that it pops up on my phone regularly. So yeah. I am going to um, try to keep people up to date. The uh, last thing, Terry, that I want to talk about today has got to do with something that I think is the most serious issue facing the United States right now. We have been a staunch supporter of the state of Israel since 1948. Uh, just recently, there was a report that came out that um, the United States was, um, well, condemning Israel. Well, I've, I've got something I want to read. Make sure I do, Terry. Uh, but 
uh, I've got something I want to read, but before that, I just want to give people an idea uh, that this has been something that has been ongoing. So again, I'm going to go to Eric Suckelbeck with the uh, Watchman newscast for this. Listen to this. Israel announced it was building some homes in lands that Israelis, Jews lived in 3,000 years ago. And man, that was enough to set the U.S. off. The U.S. represented by the Biden administration in diplomatic forums like this. The U.S., Britain, France, Germany, and Italy released a joint statement condemning Israel. Not mentioning the Palestinian terror wave. Not mentioning the mass shooting outside the synagogue two weeks ago when seven Israelis were slaughtered. Not mentioning the car ramming. Not mentioning yesterday's stabbings. No. Solely condemning Israel as essentially a threat to regional and world peace because it dares to build some homes in a land where its people lived 3,000 years ago. And that's what it boils down to. A State Department spokesman, Ned Price, said, you know, we're not happy about this, we condemn it. But at the end of the day, Israel is a sovereign nation. It's, it's going to do what it's going to do. Yeah, that's right. Israel is a sovereign nation. Uh, and Israel needs to, whether it's a Palestinian issue, whether it's Judea, Samaria, whether it's, judici- it's its judiciary system, the whole world, when things happen here in Israel, specifically here in Jerusalem, just feels compelled to chime in and pile on. And that's what's happening again. And they never feel compelled, though to chime in and kind of band together and and support Israel in the face of terror. Okay, now you you heard Eric talk about it. And he he made mention of this was what was said and mm-hmm. um you know people say well, you know, maybe he misunderstood them or you know, he's reading more into it than there really was or you know, you you've heard all the excuses about stuff like that, right? So I've got the actual statement. I meant to I meant to read this in the last show, and for whatever reason, I forgot to do it. Okay, but anyway, the following is the text of a joint statement by the foreign ministers of France, Germany, Italy, the United Kingdom, and the United States. We. The foreign ministers of France, Germany, and Italy, the foreign secretary of the United Kingdom, and the secretary of state of the United States are deeply troubled by the Israeli government's announcement that it is advancing nearly 10,000 settlement units and intends to begin a process to normalize nine outposts that were previously deemed illegal under Israeli law. We strongly oppose these unilateral actions, which will only serve to exacerbate tensions between Israelis and Palestinians and undermine efforts to achieve a negotiated two-state solution. We continue to support a comprehensive, just, and lasting peace in the Middle East, which must be achieved through direct negotiations between the parties. Israelis and Palestinians both deserve to live in peace with equal measures of freedom, security, and prosperity. We reaffirm our commitment to helping Israelis and Palestinians fulfill the vision of an Israel fully integrated into the Middle East, living alongside a sovereign, viable Palestinian state. We continue to closely monitor developments on the ground which impact the viability of the two-state solution and stability in the region at large." So 
that is the actual statement and I think Eric covered it extremely well. Your thoughts, Mr. Farley? Well, they said they were going to keep a close eye on it, and I'm wondering if it's the same close eye they kept on the balloons huh. and the other ones. Uh, the other well, ones. my concern has nothing to do with that. My concern um, is that we are, number one, condemning Israel, and number two, that we're again yeah. reasserting the fact that we're after a two-state solution where the Palestinians have turned down every single offer dating back to before Israel even became a country again. And again, to just to insert real quickly, the only country to ever come back, uh, not only to their original land after 2,000 years, by the way, come back to their original land and reestablish their original language. Only country in the history of the world to do that, if you'd like to comment. Amen. Amen. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Israel is a miracle of God. Amen. And um, our prayers are with them. Um, he is going to protect them even when it gets bad, even after the rapture, uh, when the tribulation starts and when it carries on, uh, God is going to be there. He's going to come back at the end uh, when they are shoved into part of Jerusalem. That's the way, it, that's the, way the scenario ends mm -hmm. when Jesus appears in the sky to deliver them so yeah yeah well you know i believe as you do that we are in the last days now i believe that i mean just the mere fact that i'm getting two new uh, two breaking news reports in less than an hour you yeah. remember i, I said I, maybe it, it might be two weeks ago or so that yeah. I said, I think eventually that we're not going to be talking about this in, in a matter of months or weeks or days. We're actually going to start hearing about things by the hour. Guess what? We're beginning to hear things well, let me, by let the me hour. Throw this let me throw this in. Stop and think about it. Even in this program today, we have had to go back and say, didn't we talk about that? last mm -hmm. week or two yeah. weeks ago or right and it's it's just it's doubling up yeah it's doubling up yeah um it, it's going to continue there's no doubt about it um at least not in my mind um and uh, that kind of brings us back to where we need to be and that is that this show was originally uh, intended and it still remains the primary purpose to find that last individual to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior before the rapture of the church. Amen. And I believe wholeheartedly that we are now seeing all of the prophecies begin to come true. Everything is lining up perfectly for this. Mm -hmm. And we both know, as all, Christ all Christians that truly believe in the rapture of the church, that... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, this is going to happen at any time that everything that has needed to happen before the rapture has already been fulfilled. So mm -hmm. we're up. You know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, at a baseball game, you know, you got a guy on deck. Well, the rapture's on deck. That's the way I look yeah. at it. So That's um, right. uh, That's I right. strongly suggest to people that if they have not accepted 
uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that they do so before it's too late. Because just like there is that last play in any football game, there is going to be that last individual to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior before the rapture of the church. And you do not want to be around um, after the fact because if you do, you got to suffer through at least part of that great tribulation period. Believe it or not, Terry, this show went fast. Had a lot of information, and I hope that uh, I hope people will do some research. Go out there and do some research for yourself. Don't just trust us. Don't trust that. Go to the Bible, number one. And if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please do. Just tell the Lord that you're a sinner, that you repent of your sins, that you know he died for you, that you know he rose, and you know he's coming back. Dedicate Amen. yourself to serving him all the days of your life, and if you'll do that, you will be saved. And you'll join Terry and I in the air when the rapture happens, Amen. and I believe Amen. that's right around the corner. Until uh, next time, everybody. Closer than that, partner. <laughs> yeah, until that. Uh, good night, and God bless.